It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah. So usually, sometimes, typically. Yep. Come out of the gates and 10 o'clock, feeling great, ton of energy. And they kind of settle into the show, right? And you find the more natural rhythm yep. of it all. Feel like been 10 out of yeah, 10 you did crack all day today. today. I feel like I'm I'm kind of on. You know what it could be? It could be like a 48 hour Crack. Dolma kick in. Like is this, is this is this what Dolma no, Dolma's, feels like? Yeah, that's what it's over. You got marathon runners that have a pot of Dolma right before they start yeah, going. It's kind of, it's kind of what it feels like along the way. I just, yeah, you, like, I, I got everything cooking. Today. By noon, you lean. Not today. Noon is a lean back. We barely see see each other over the monitors. Like we're just kind of <laughs> just the top slide. of our heads, like on my Zoom call, right? Just see all you can see is my hairline. Not today. No, no not today. Today you got uh, you got that full energy. You were saying something. We were talking about it off the air. I thought that's this is kind of interesting. You know that the Sean McVay. There has to be part of this article. You had Belichick making I think twelve million a year. Yeah, and I want to. But say, he's, also but the, he's GM. the GM, yep. right? Yep. You had Pete Carroll. 11, Mm -hmm. something like that. That, Mm -hmm. That's what he's making. And if Sean McVay in his next contract, if the Rams come and they approach him, hey, look, we're going to make you the highest paid NFL head coach in the league. Here's $13 million a year. Bill Belichick makes 12 and a half. We're going to give you 13 and a half. We want you to know how much we respect and appreciate what you've done for this organization. Here's 13 a year. And then you got... Something that is so unique to the NFL that's happened here over the last, maybe I'm wrong on this, but doesn't it feel like over the last five years, Oh sure, there is this, wait, no, 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 there's TV money waiting for you. Tony Romo started it. Tony Romo, that's actually, that's yeah. exactly right. Tony Romo, there is TV money waiting for you where you can actually make more than any other head coach that's in the NFL right now. And McVay is in this. Belichick's not going to go get a TV gig tomorrow. No. He's arguably the most boring person that you're going to run into, but he's a genius in the NFL. That's his lane. That's where he's going to make his money. You wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Gruden was on this as well, where he went and got a lot of TV money, then eventually went back to the Raiders. But you wouldn't be surprised that if Sean McVay in five years from now, let's just say he's with Amazon or he's with ESPN or he's with Fox, you think he's making more than $13 million? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? It's not even a hesitation yeah. that your competition actually in the NFL, it's not, hey, I want to make more than Belichick. It's Amazon's offering me $20 million over there. I don't think I'm paying any attention to it. Okay, two things here. Yes. We, we had this conversation a couple of weeks that the, the NFL is kind of going to, on the verge of— It was the of, Brady, right? The Tom the, Brady They're, they're yep. about to cannibalize the product, potentially, because— Tom Brady's $37.5 million a year deal is a game changer for guys like Sean McVay. They're not going to offer Matt LaFleur $37 million. Okay, they're probably not going to offer Sean McVay $37 million. But McVay already kind of got the itch with the Amazon offer that was allegedly out there. Yeah. And instead of – look, because he can say, I'm not Tom Brady, but – you know I'm going to be good at this. You've heard me talk about this. I am telegenic. I'm all of these things. I'm high energy. It's just I, in a Maverick I, commercial. I, <laughs> the top right. right. You, I can't work for 20 if this guy's getting 37. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll work for less than that, but I'm not going to work for half of it. Mm-hmm. If, if that's the Now, all of a sudden, your television partners could potentially cannibalize your product. And, and that's where it gets a little weird, it's interesting. right? Because we're going to pull prime the best coach out yep. of the league to go do TV with this crazy money. The, pro, the Would you rather watch the Rams with Jeff Fisher or Sean McVay? Come on. Bro. I mean, that's what we're kind of talking about. Not that Jeff Fisher would come back, but we saw what the Rams look like without McVay. We've seen what it looks like with McVay. How, is, how valuable is that to an owner? So the part that I, I look at, the NBA doesn't have a situation like this, right? At the moment. I don't know. Maybe some changes down the road. If I told you who is the best person off air, for me, it's a simple one. I, I love inside the NBA. Sure. Charles Barkley, who has said a couple different times at some point, 
hey, I probably will go a couple more years and I'm done. Who knows how much money he's I think got? He's been saying that for about 14 years. You know what? You might be right. I, I'm not sure. I, I just Charles know. Charles, pretty shrewd guy too. Recently, at least in the last couple of years, yep. that, that that's a thought process. There really isn't that. It's it's you know, take one of the best young coaches in the NBA. This is a bad example. Take Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. And Spolstra decides, um, I can make more money calling games for ESPN. I'm done with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And the, the way you kind of described it about cannibalizing the league, that's a really, really good description of you're taking some of your best talent to go call a game. I, I don't know if it would happen anywhere other than the NFL. Not that the, the, the NBA TV rights aren't incredibly expensive and lucrative and ESPN and TNT and everybody else wants to put on this amazing product for yeah. sure. But I don't know if there is the holy smoke they got blank. Like, even if it was Eric Spolster or Steve Kerr or whoever. You know, I mean, take your pick. I'm just using examples, Sean, yeah. Yeah, Sean McVay is going to well, really? He His left the, the best team to go do it. And, again, I think they're negotiating. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think that he's got unfinished business. I think that while he may say, I'm not chasing Don Shula and, and Vince Lombardi and these guys, yeah, yeah. I, I think he probably believes it. This dude's a football coach. He's a football – I mean, the, the the itch that comes along with that, the juice that comes along with it, other than playing, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like putting together a game plan as opposed to, I got the Cowboys and the Packers this weekend. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. It's not the same. But you know what? It's it's part of the – It's how do I put this? The way the league was 20 years ago is a lot different than today, right? Sure. The way the rules were 20 years ago are a lot different today. The way players – you know, guys like Andrew Luck it just all of a sudden decided, you know what, do I really need to play X amount of games in the NFL? I think it just naturally the game could just the evolution of the game. McVay could be one of those guys. I got in it very early. I'm going to eventually start a family. If I stop coaching in the NFL at 45, then I stopped coaching. At the, I, I, I'll I write my own script. 60. I could come back at 55. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that's the thing that the coaches have that the players don't have, which is so interesting about this entire deal. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. A couple of quick uh, tweets here. This is from our pal John. Let our listeners know the hashtag to uh, to or to hashtag their contest submissions with hashtag be an all star hashtag why not me. So you can make your case to John on Twitter. He has an open seat for the Mandy's. He yep. bought a table. Um, and the Travisley All Stars have a vacancy at their table. It's big. This if is you a would sold like out. To be a part of that. Mm-hmm. John's uh, Twitter handle is. I want to make sure I get this right. So if you're going to send that to him, hold on. There's a picture of me on his Twitter handle. That's alarming. John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. So you can go find him uh, right gotta, there at John Day Fullerton. I just want somehow Bobby has to be involved. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe it's even the process. May, listen, maybe it's even the process of figuring out who gets that that 11th seat because bobby already has that seat you've already given it to him i'll stand up the whole time i'm giving bobby my seat (laughs) here's Bilal. he says before you mentioned that your dad did drill a hole in your fingernail (laughs) it was exactly what i was thinking it may have been temporary pain but but much worse if you would have let the blood stay there great job by your dad i disagree Bilal. not a great job seven-year-old travis felt differently why does it feel like that's such a and you would know this better than me but that's such a dad moment. Oh, no, I got it. My no, dad, no, I'm going to figure this out. My dad is a problem solver. Mm-hmm. My dad is a um, somebody that he's got a little bit of MacGyver in him. Like, he'll try to figure yeah. So like, I think I can fix that with I mean, an avocado, know. a toothpick, and a screwdriver. Exactly. by watching like, you. <laughs> he's got that gear, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like this was a mistake on his part. Like, let me get the drill bits out of the toolbox, seven-year-old Trav, and try to get through that nail. The doctor had a much better Dad, why don't idea. you grab your keys? Wouldn't I would have preferred he would have got like the hedge clipper and just cut it off? That would have that would have been less painful than what he actually tried to get done along He's the way. He's just doing it to the wrong finger. All right, no, it's that one. <laughs> this is weird. You're like everything you're saying. They were. We took the dog to the vet one time. I had a dog as a kid. He chased a raccoon in our backyard, and the raccoon went either up and over the fence or underneath it. I forget what it was. The dog was too big to chase but he swiped at the raccoon right before and got his paw stuck in the fence. And then when he pulled his paw back, he Mm. damaged one of the the nails on his hand. And it was bloody, it was messy, and all these things. So he's got to take the dog. My dad did not try to fix this himself. They took took the dog to the vet to get taken care of. The vet cut off the wrong toe. Get out of here, bro. The vet cut off the wrong toe. 
So now are the dog, which is, the dog was fine. They, then they removed the good, the, the bad toe. So, you know, like a dog paw has like those four fingers at the front. The two, the two middle ones are missing. He was like this. Just, just you brought it up. It's your fault. What do I do with that? Yeah, just saying. Poor Murphy got his other toe taken off by accident. Yeah, the vet cut off. Cut off the, the wrong. wrong. The, the good news, if there is good news, we did get free veterinary That's... care for that dog for the rest of its life. <laughs> they, they were like, hey, listen. We've made a huge mistake. They sacrificed a toe and financially it was the best move for you and your family. We've made a huge mistake. We're very, very sorry. But here is what has happened. And to make this great, we would like to offer you free veterinary care for this dog for the rest of its life. And we we said, cool. Yeah, dog's good. Murph, you good, bud? Dog's fine. You're sure the dog's fine? Dog's fine. Dog can live a normal life. Yes. All right. Just every step he takes, he leans more to the left. Yeah, he's good. Walks in circles now. He, he he can't he can't turn left anymore. But he will be fine. If you want to take him on a walk, can't just nothing but right turns. Anymore. You got to go in a giant circle. That you got to play guy. three rights, make a left. Hope rookie's not listening. Yeah, it could go badly for old rook along the way. Very quickly, let's go to Westlake and Dan. Dan, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Hey, I just had a quick point, uh, you know, about Sean McVay that I've realized in the past couple of years that I've never had to play in my life. We all sit down to watch football to be entertained, watching players, what they do, the stats they put up, you know, game makers, right, playmakers. I, for me, for my first time my whole lifetime, <clears throat> Sean McVay, and you better, you'd be able to put this in better words, Travis, Sean McVay is the first time I've ever sat down to watch a game where I'm excited to watch the coach, mm. almost as much to watch the players and what he has to put together. He's like Showtime, right? And it's it's like I get excited to watch McVay just as much as I am to watch, you know, Aaron Donald hit the field. I love to see his expressions. I can see his game plan. And I've never been excited like that to watch a coach play, right? you know, to call a game. And I just think it's, a, it's, it's something that's special, and that's where – you know, he he is money. He is Showtime, and he will get that money from Conky if you know. He yeah, let him go. I I think you're right, Dan, and I think that you know the word you use, Showtime, I think is is a good one. Hmm. What it is, I think for me to describe what you're talking about, Sean McVay's great TV. He's really good TV. Yeah, he is. That that he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly energetic. Mm-hmm. He's passionate. Mm-hmm. He's expressive. Successful. He's successful. Mm-hmm. He he is fully invested in what it's really fun to watch somebody who's passionate about what they're doing. It really is. And it's not he's he gets nervous and he gets tense and he gets he gets fired up, but you can generally tell he's loving every minute of what yeah, he's you're right. doing and you out there. You can't fake that. You can't you cannot fake make it. that up. You don't chase down mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson for 80 yards because, hey, you know what I'm going to do for TV? No, you're just gone. Mm-hmm. You're gone. He's great TV. You know what I hate? I hate when people say, oh, he looks the part. He does. I, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I can't stand when people say they look the part. Lakers were looking to go hire their coach. You know how many times I've heard people say, oh, well, that guy looks the part. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Is he good at what he does? And the reason why I mention it like that is because McVay can look the part. If he wasn't a good head coach, nobody's going to pay that much attention to him. He could right. be a good-looking guy, all this stuff. Can you get results? He's got results in these past five years. And, again, I don't know, you know, based on any other NFL head coach in their first five years, what did that He's success look like? Company. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a very, very small um, group of, of coaches that have done it. He doesn't only look the part. He's arguably the most popular Ram, period. Go ahead and – and it, it kind of reminds me of Pat Riley back in the days sure. in the Showtime I think era. it's a good comparison. Pat Riley was as much as – you could you say Tommy, looks the Tommy part, Lasorda. this, all that stuff, all that. But they got results, mm-hmm. and, and he's got that rare, he's, rare blend. He's one of those dudes. He's just one of those guys. All right, I'm going to tell you why Adam Silver is the best commissioner in all sports next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Not going to lie, sleep. Pretty excited about that Monday at the facility. Oh, Darby fantastic. Ham, Rob Polinka. Get to ask them some questions about where they're going. Now, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned the question, you know, what did you think of their season last year? I think for me, one of the things I want to ask them is, you know, what makes you excited about next year? What 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 are you most excited about with yeah. what you have right now? Because obviously the roster is incomplete. They, they've got to figure out who's coming next. But And that's not much, I think, you know, it's not like they're going to sit here and tell us a game play. Well, here's what we're thinking. You know, we made a couple calls to Indiana. You know, that's not <laughs> right. That's not happening. Um, they had the Palenka piece of this, I think – Palenka, you know, in the time that he's been president of basketball operations for the Lakers, his first year as president is when he's there. Magic is gone. His first year as like, hey, I'm I'm driving this thing. It's when they make the trade for Anthony Davis and they cash out right away. You didn't have to wait very long before he cashed out. Yep. But since then, the roster turnover, right? How many different players have you had? We're watching the Warriors and the Celtics yesterday. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, same names on those teams for a little bit. Even Boston, right? Like Boston, people are looking at Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. I think they're 24, 25 years old. They haven't played anywhere else. Right. This is their team. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart drafted by them the same yeah. year Julius Randle was drafted. If you remember, I think it was 6-7. Yeah, it was 6-7. Um, I want to say Smart went 6, Randle went seven, Something like that, okay? Drafted at the same time. And Julius Randle's been on four teams or three? Lakers, Pelicans, to? Knicks. Am I missing one? Is it just those three? I think. Three. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but there is some. There's some consistency there. And I'm not telling you all these guys are going to work. But damn, since the Lakers won the championship, how many different players have represented the purple and gold? That's. Uh, we'll see what happens this offseason. But this takes us back coaches to Monday, and getting a chance to kind of talk to Can't these wait. guys. Looking forward to it. Um, okay, so. Like they, I think they do this every year. It feels like they do it every year. At the beginning of the NBA Finals, that Adam Silver kind of has a state mm-hmm. of the game kind of. I know Roger Goodell does it at the Super Bowl every year where yeah, here's right. what's going on in the league and this is what we're thinking over here and here and collective bargaining, this, that, and the other thing. Okay. So Adam Silver, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of, mostly because he's not dogmatic in what he does. He Well, this is how it's been. Right. I, no. l- let's talk about it. If it's a good idea, we'll implement it. If it's not, we won't, but, but let's talk about it. And they're talking about expansion, and they were talking about, you know, maybe the reduction of the games, if they can find a way to make that yeah. work, if they can prove that it reduces some injuries, and, you know, the, the, the things that we as fans talk about a lot. One of the things that they, they talked about that they're still kind of noodling on is coming up with some sort of mid-season tournament. And, and and he was talking about, you know, they do this in other leagues, they do it in soccer leagues, where you kind of, you know, play a portion of the season, and then we're going to have a little tournament, and there's a prize at the end that's meaningful. And trying to figure that out could be the, sure. the, the toughest part. But I'm not going to lie, Al. The beginning of the NBA season is really fun. Hey, we're back, we're playing some games. The end of the NBA season is awesome because you're getting ready for the playoffs and everything else. But there's a good three months in there where you're just going through the schedule playing games. That don't that really are kind of, you know, whatever. It can take this one. You can miss this one. I'll watch that one. I can miss that one. If there was a little juice in the middle of it, I'm here for that. So this is, I think, what makes the NFL so great is now the sport is, it's such a physical sport. You're not playing 42 games. It's not happening. So because, primarily because of that, it's becomes quant. It becomes quality, not quantity. That every game in the NFL is meaningful. Yes. We got so many of them. And I think this is what I'm just going to focus on NBA. I know MLB, it's twice as many games as what the NBA does. But just for the NBA, how do you make these games more meaningful? How do you, if if right now the kind of the trend around the NBA, and you're going to have old school people say, yeah, but when I used to play in the league or when I used to watch it, you played 42 minutes a game. And you played 82. Okay, well, it's it's not the same. Who it's, cares? So, exactly. It d- doesn't matter yeah, anymore. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Who cares? I just know as a consumer, yeah. if you want to grow your sport or if you want people to stay interested in what you have, quality always beats quantity. And the NBA, that's been their issue because I think you described it perfectly. In the beginning of the season, I'm kind of excited yeah. about it, right? Starts in October, what whatever the case is. Yep. What does it look like? Yep. But then December 1st hits. You're like, wait, so there's still 60 more games, and they go Sacramento, 
New Orleans and, you know, Orlando. I'll just use yeah, that as an example, sure. right? That'd be a bad trip. That'd be an awful trip. <laughs> Go Sacramento again. Sacramento, Orlando, Utah, uh, uh, Atlanta. Mexico City. Boston, Vancouver. We put a new team back in Vancouver. But there is this. I, I, don't, I don't know what the playing tournament's going to do, but from what Adam Silver was saying, you tell me if, you would, if there's some interest in this. You have 82 games a year. You know what? We're going to cut it down to 70. So right, right out the gate, you got less games. It's not that less games, we're not going to make it up. At some point during the year, we're going to have a little tournament. Yeah. So instead, you're playing 12 less games. We're just restructuring how those games are played. And in the middle of the season, something's going to get done that's unique, that's not been done before. Maybe teams and matchups get to happen that you don't typically see on a consistent basis. I don't know the structure of it. But because 82 games feels like a lot, I'm interested. The structure, I think, is the easy part to figure out, right? The, the, as far as we'll have these guys plays, these guys will do a, a, a an eight-team double eliminate. That that's easy. There's a, everybody that's played sports has been in tournaments, and you can figure out, you know, the bracketing, whatever. The the the, the tricky, tricky part. part for me, at least yep. as I see it, and, and I was listening to some of the things he said, talking about trophies, this, and I know there's been a financial component that's been floated. Um, what, why is it interesting? Why is it important? Yeah. What, what, other than we're just going to stop down and do a different thing, and we're going to crown a mid-season, you know, best team. You're right. Like, what, what? Why do I care? Why? Why do I? Why do I need the Lakers to win these next three games to win this little mini tournament when you don't get a championship for it? You don't. Do you, do you give home an extra home court advantage? You get one extra game instead of it being four three. Is it five two? Like, what, where? Where is the? Or is it just straight up cash? Right, that maybe if you said, and again, it'd be a little different. And I don't want to speak for anybody else's money, but let's just use the Lakers as an example. If you said the winning team, every player gets a million bucks. Okay, okay, that's super valuable for Wenyan Gabriel, LeBron James, a little bit less so. First billionaire in the NBA, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the money would be more valuable for different guys. I mean, I, I'm sure okay. LeBron understands the value of a million dollars. That's not my, but it's like, like this is the, what I'm going to do: throw it on the pile. You know, what what am I playing for? I, I'm looking for trophies. I'm trying to run down Michael Jordan. I'm trying to run down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, what, what is this? Why, why do I care about this? Forget, That's the hard part. Forget the individuals for a second. From a consumer perspective, why am I – help me understand why. Let me give – this is an argument you and I had during the season. The playing tournament. Mm-hmm. The concept of the playing tournament, I get the concept. And I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't either. I like it. What I was frustrated about is why are you still rewarding a squad that's 15 games below 500 a chance to make the playoffs? So I get why they did the playing tournament, but that was at the end of the season. This is to determine who gets into the playoffs. There is a real prize there. What will a midseason – like that's the portion of it is if you're cutting 10 games – and you're adding something in there, are we just all not going to watch basketball for two weeks because we don't think it's that important? Or are you really going to find a way to reel us in? I, I, I will say this. But that, doesn't the first thing fix the second thing? If the players are invested and playing hard, okay. you have my attention. Because I, it's important to them. They're going to play hard. The basketball is going to be good. Which is why maybe we're not right. interested in any all-star the, game that's or any what, that. the, mm-hmm. It's just one of these things that if the, play, the, the Major League Baseball all-star game a million years ago was interesting because the very best players played most of the game. And for whatever reason, these guys tried to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And then it became this ridiculous thing that nobody really cared about. And then they tried to give it to home field and that wasn't a good idea. And now we're back to just kind of having it being a thing. Yeah, and yeah. The best players don't, they might play an inning or two. It's just, it, it, and it doesn't have the snap. If the players are invested in this mm-hmm. and, and I don't, I, money is pretty good motivator, but how do you motivate Giannis with money? How do you motivate Embiid and, and, and LeBron with an amount that says, hey, fellas, we are bringing it tonight like this is uh, a playoff game. Like we are fighting for our playoff lives that's that this important. What, you, what do you put on that? You said something when we started the conversation. I think this is the most important. We don't have an answer, and I don't think they really have an answer. But – the commissioner is looking into ways of how can I improve the game? Let me listen to my fans. Let me listen to my players. Let me listen to the feedback that I'm getting. That's probably the most important thing, that we're having a discussion about something that I don't know some of these other leagues would do. There's a reason why you said he's the best commissioner in in, uh, in sports. And he said, I don't know how it would work exactly. We're still working on that. 
Who does? I mean, what a great answer. Yeah, it is. It, it, because so often the guys that have jobs like that, that are these super powerful. I know everything. In I'm charge the smartest guy. Billions of dollars in, mm-hmm. in revenue. And they, well, we, we haven't really given it much thought. You know, we're, we're going to, we're, you know, if we, if we decide to do something. Now he's like, yeah, we've kicked it around. We can't quite land on how it would work, but we're, we're, we're still working on it. I love that. It, can you imagine Roger Goodell saying something like that? No. You know, we're going to do this little thing. We don't quite know how it's going to work, but we got some smart people grinding. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Never. Can we get uh, Adam Silver to do one other thing, too? Let, let's figure out these replays real quick. Let's kind of speed them up a little bit. In let's speed them up a little in, bit. In everything. In everything. The Dodger game last night. Gavin Lux called safe at third base. And that then bothered they, you. It spent 10 minutes to I do know. it. And then when they finally decided to overturn it, pop, pop. it, it, I, I think he was out, but yep. I'm not sure he was out. I think he what was. What was the play on the field? Yeah, this, it's like yeah. What, what? Or what was the call? On are the field? we really going through frame by frame? Mm-hmm. The whole idea was to fix Don Dankinger in the World Series, where guy hits first base, then the ball hits the glove, and he goes out. You're supposed to fix that, not what we saw. You know, last it's funny, night. and I don't see it. It's only going to. Get worse. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. I don't think the replay replays are here to stay, right? So they're only going to Sadly. be added to the mix rather than taken away. You know what there should be? I fixed it. Put it in my good idea folder. Put a shot clock on the replay. If you can't figure it out in 20 yeah, seconds, I've, then we're moving on. I've heard that before. 60 seconds in the NBA. It's like you have 60 seconds to that's review an the play. by the way. Well, there you go. If you had, if you've seen some of these games... Bro, they're, they're, you're literally One, sitting there for an extra 15 minutes because of all the replays. So one of my favorite things to do is when I'm listening to the game on the radio. Yeah. Michael and John are calling mm-hmm. the game. Michael gets very oh. frustrated with the replays. Once I, once I can hear the frustration in Michael's voice. Are you kidding me? I start texting him like, I think they should take long. I just start saying, spoking the bear. Like, Michael, I think I think got to take make sure you get this one right. <laughs> just, Michael, it's, it's game 31 of the regular I, season. I get the response. On I'm December 17th. I kind of like replay, Michael. I don't know what you're looking at. I we love that, it. We had that triple overtime <laughs> game against the Kings, and all those replays were happening. I'm like, oh, this is just perfect, perfect. All right, uh, speaking of the NBA Finals, Steph, really good last night, 34, and yet it was his fault? Eh? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's interesting, and this is why David David Stern, Adam Silver, got stuck in. You've given me all these good stories from my youth. I'm thinking when David Stern was the commissioner of the league. Nailed that. Which one do you like better? Seven story. When my dad tried to drill a hole in my finger. Unbelievable. Or when the vet cut off the dog's wrong toe. Freaking believable. Two pretty good ones today. The dog one is, I mean, what do you do if you're a freaking vet and you sat there and you got the procedure done and then you realize as you're looking at the freaking dog and the dog is looking at you saying, hey, you idiot. (laughs) I I still feel the pain. (laughs) Yeah. Still there. And it was, I mean, not to be grim, but it was like, it was bloody. It was, you you knew which one it was, I would think. Yeah. Wrong one. Down to look at. But it was the right paw. Right paw. That's good. He, He just missed. He only missed by one. It was the one immediately to the left that he should have got. That's big that he got the paw right. <laughs> he did get the paw right. right. Which he was better off getting a different paw so could've, that he wasn't. Could have neutered the dog. Like, hey, I brought the dog in to get his foot fixed. And what what happened back okay. here? <laughs> Procedure is done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's something missing, but not the toe. 
It, it happened. I'm just saying. Is this not a German Shepherd? No, it's not a German Shepherd. The point of all of this, other than me getting the commissioner of the league wrong, it's Adam Silver. When we start talking, like, we like it because the midseason tournament is an interesting idea, and that he's playing with the idea. I think speaks highly to him. Um, because the, I'm looking at Twitter, I'm looking at the phones, and we'll take, we'll get to both of these in a second. People are interested in this. You can already tell the people, hey, this is kind of an interesting idea because of this, that, and the next thing. I need thing. more. I need more to figure it out. DW says, if one superstar got hurt during the middle of the season tournament and becomes unplayable for or, or unavailable for the playoffs, I don't know, Trav. I hear you. What's the difference between getting hurt in that and Anthony Davis getting hurt in a random game in Utah in the middle of the season? I mean, it sucks both ways, right? Guys get hurt all the time. Guys get hurt playing sports. The tournament wouldn't change the more the likelihood of guys getting hurt, would it? Guys, guys go down. It happens. Let me use this as an example. Do you remember right before the playoffs start? Uh, right before the playoffs started, Luca got hurt, mm-hmm. and you just assumed, okay, they're done against the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, well, why is he playing in the final game if they're up or whatever the case is? Bro, it happens every time. AD's got hurt the last couple of years. I'll tell you, you get, remember he got hurt against Minnesota Timberwolves early in the season. What was that game? Then he got hurt against the Utah Jazz the game before the All-Star break. If you remember that, that's when he was out four-plus weeks, five weeks, whatever it was. I think people like to highlight, well, if this playing tournament does not have – that's why I, I need more – I need to know what exactly the playing tournament – they don't know what it is yet, how it all work. But if this playing tournament does not have really a meaning to what the ultimate goal is – I could see somebody getting frustrated and saying, well, we have a playing tournament. That doesn't mean anything. These guys are playing as hard as they possibly can because then, then they're looking out. for a mill. But, but but my point is, if it's not meaningful to the players, then they won't play hard. Or, or they'll they'll get I agree hurt, with that. Right? They they, hey, this, we're they'll playing the midseason tournament. For Anthony Davis, up, oh, my knee hurts. I'm, I'm not going out there and doing it. What do I care if we win this thing that's got a trophy attached? I don't care about a trophy. But if there's meaning to it, guys get hurt every night it i'm happens. with you that the money thing i don't think is going to be the motivating factor i don't think it'll work as in it will be the foundation of it I, again i'm not getting in anybody else's wallet a million is a million but is a million dollars super important to a guy like russell westbrook he's gonna make 47 million dollars next season is there a huge difference between 47 and 48 no. i don't know so you know it just you got to find a thing to make it work. The injury thing, that's just a part of sports, whether it's in a, a tournament or preseason, spring training. The guy, how many times in football? Uh, he's out for the year. What happened? Yep. He, he tripped in practice or tore his ACL and non-contract. Clay got, yeah, Clay got injured. It was in the offseason. Sucks. And, and DeMarcus Cousins got injured in the offseason. A lot of these guys are also preparing for the season. They get injured there. Tell me when it's a good time to get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, there is no good time. Let's go to Manhattan Beach and Sean. Sean. You're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going, guys? Great show. Uh, I had an idea. So I think, you know, maybe giving some type of compensation to the players keeps them motivated, but compensating the organization is what's really appealing. What if it's worth a draft pick? What if it, you get an extra pick at the end of the first round or a second rounder becomes an asset? What do you guys think? I think that these are the ideas That's that need to be knocked around, right? That I'm, I'm look as you were delivering. Laker that, fans Sean, are fighting for a first round pick and a. It's not nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. But so it's put put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. Good job, Sean. Frankie Anthony on Twitter. What if the team that won the midseason tournament would get more cap space the next year? Okay, kind of interesting. Hey, you win that tournament, we're going to give you five million more dollars of space. Okay, owner that, just pockets it. I'm just saying that you can. Sure. It, it's you. Sure. You have an advantage. There's that an the incentive other teams that do not have. That's an incentive to the team for sure. Mm-hmm. But if I'm LeBron James and I'm thinking, okay, look, I got another year or two. Sure, with, you know, I, 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 I get that eh, part. What, mm-hmm. eh. This is this is not one of them. But I'll, I'll throw it out. Hooper's X on Twitter automatic six seed. I'm not saying that that's it, but maybe there's a automatic playoff berth. Right. Well, to that that person that wins, and I'm again me talking out of my, you know what? And the criteria is you win X amount of games, you're a top four. Maybe you're below that mark, you're you're fifth through eighth. When you something like that. When you first said it, I'm like, no, that's a terrible. And then as you I'm think, think of think of this, the Lakers were not good mm-hmm. at about the halfway point, mm-hmm. but they weren't as bad as they were about to become. Okay, so let let's Remember say three games. Yeah, three three game either way. About. Let's say that this midseason tournament that mm-hmm. they're they're thinking about, say the Lakers have a good week and they win this thing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but there's everything else is you've got this thing that automatic six seed or whatever. Like, listen, we're playing, but we got an Anthony. We know we're getting in. We know worst case scenario, we're getting in at six. We can do this with Anthony Davis, or we can wait a little longer. We can give LeBron a little more time. We don't have to try to scrape and crawl to get into that tenth spot to just try that. We've got our spot locked up. It's not the number one seed, but yep. at least we have this as a little escape pod. You know what worried me about the playing tournament? What worried me about? I thought the Nets and the Lakers all season. Lakers are a perfect example. This is the one thing that you can't have happen to your sport while you're trying to figure out is this good for it, is it bad. One of the problems I had with the playing tournament is the Lakers always felt like, well, okay, well, we'll just make the play. Remember in the beginning it was like, can we be a top two seed? Then it was, you know, a few games into the year. Can we be top four? Can we have home court in the first round? Can we be a top eight? Then it was, well, you know what, we'll just do the playing tournament. There is this kind of where it felt like they had this cushion. Brooklyn probably similar as well. I know sure. their situation was different. All we got to do is just get in and then we'll be fine. Brooklyn and the Lakers combined for zero playoff wins after Brooklyn got swept. Here's another idea on Twitter. Jacob says for the basketball tournament, could you get a tournament where a few international teams are involved, similar like a Champions League in soccer? It's a decent idea. The difference is, does Chris Paul care if he beats – a Spanish team? Yeah. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. I, I, I don't. And I'm just picking him. Because, and that is what they do. He's talking right. about the Euro Cup, just right in the middle of their, right. you know, right in the middle of all these leagues. Now you're representing your country. Take the and, German league, the Spanish mm-hmm. league. the You know, yeah. b- basketball. Can't do that in the, the NBA. I don't care if we're playing this the best team in Greece. So who cares? But if the Spanish are playing the Germans in, in soccer, it's a very different thing. Because the, the passion that comes along with the international component of that sport is totally different than basketball. Okay, this is another this, – again, this is so random, but we'll do it anyways. What if it's not your team? What if players are being mixed around? What if in this in-season tournament – Now you got a weird deal. Who's going to coach them? Who gets to decide how many minutes no, they play? Idea. Yeah, no it, it's an interesting idea. It's kind of like an all-star yeah. tournament. It's, a, it's interesting. Let's try another one. Tom and Santa Barbara on the day – that the Gauchos are playing Texas State. Big game, 6 round, o'clock. 6 o'clock on the ESPN Family and Networks from Sunken Diamond in Palo Alto, California. I'm going to Santa Barbara and Tom. Tom, what's up? Beautiful intro, Trav. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, for the purpose of this call, you can call me Smitty moving forward. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> as far as the basketball tournament goes, what if they did like they had to do it in baseball many, many years back, but the winner of the first half of the season have a top eight tournament, whoever wins that? You know, you won the first half of the season. Make the first half successful, the second half you do the same thing, and then you seed it at the end of the season. Break it down to 70 games. It's it's an interesting idea. So, thanks, Tom. Go Gauchos. Um, there was, in 1981, the Major League Baseball players had a uh, a strike in the middle of the year. Like, they, they, they had played roughly half the year. Mm. Then they went on strike. And then they came back and played another group of games. And they basically had a first-half champ against a second-half champ. And then they played off at the end to go in advance. And it, I believe it was the Cincinnati Reds, I think. I, I could be misremembering this. They had the best record over the whole thing, mm-hmm. but they didn't win either half. And they missed the playoffs. So it, it, there, there, there are, like, some weird circumstances that could happen under, you know, like, let's say the Lakers have a great first half yeah, and yeah. they crater, and, but, but, okay, and then the Warriors are just super steady, but the Suns go nuclear, and the, there, there are weird scenarios that could pop. This is why you need to think these things through. This is why Adam Silver needs to figure these things well, out. Well, it's out there. I mean, the idea and the concept is out there. Is this something that they're going to do in the next year or two? Probably not, but they're obviously trying to figure out how to make a – seven, eight-month, seven-month schedule, whatever it is before the playoffs starts, how do they make it more entertaining? Real quick. Because meaningful. I, how more we're meaningful? We're a little behind. If they just said, you know what, we don't have it figured out exactly, but we're going to do it anyway. We're just going to we're gonna just play it off. We're going to do a little mini tournament. We're not quite sure what the stakes are, but we are going to do it next season. We'll figure it out. And maybe it's a disaster. Maybe it's awesome. Would you be into the experiment? I think I would be. I think I think I would be here for just the let's see what happens if we do this. I'll tell you this. If you did it and you had enough of a foundation, you kind of got nothing to lose. Because if you if if the feedback is this is stupid, then you just won't do it again. Wash it. It's gone. Like the the synthetic basketball that they tried. But they need that they did for a few weeks. They're like, Yeah, this thing sucks. Let's go back to the other one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't think that was a real thing, right? You're talking about the actual ball? Yeah. Yeah. They that had was a ball a that, that everybody hated. They did. They just rolled it out one year, and the league went, this thing is a piece of junk. They changed it. And they said, Feedback right, we'll bring from back the players the is, yeah. no. As long you just need some kind of a foundation. I don't feel like there's a foundation to the concept yet. Trial and error. Don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Just throwing that this out there. This was the I'm, uh, kid I'm, advice. I'm full of that. That was the today. high school kid advice I that you were, we were talking about today. earlier. So I should have 11 cups of coffee every day. I'd be dead in two years, but I may give it a try. The Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Slee's going to give his story. I'll, we'll see where it slots in the uh, pantheon of things we can't repeat. We'll see what we can do. All right. How about this? Vin Scully, uh, probably too many things he hasn't done when it comes to calling baseball, but it was today in 1989, June 3rd, 1989. Vin called two games in two cities, 23 total innings. The first game uh, was a 10-inning game. The second game was a 13-inning game. He was in St. Louis. He was in Houston, and he called both of them in one day. Why not? Then he called the finals of the World Cup in Spanish. Probably could. And probably could. Probably would have been eloquent and poetic and just perfectly, you know, succinct and just entirely Vin Scully. Muy bueno, Vin. You know what's, uh, what's cool? Did you know this? Did you know this I didn't. fact? That's a, it always seems to be, and somebody who's as great as he is and has been around, you know, obviously baseball for as long as he has and called all these games, doesn't it feel like once every couple of months you get a fact about him or you get something about him, you're like, Damn, that's interesting. So you're telling me that also was on top of the resume of everything else? So I watch a lot of Dodger games, and I have the TV on Spectrum Sportsnet LA yep. a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when the game ends, I turn the TV off, I go to bed. You got their backstage Turn stuff. it on the next day, or you know, you turn on the TV the next day, it's still on that channel, and it's all the backstage stuff, the history of Dodger Stadium, Tommy Lasorda Chronicles, all, all of these really – and inevitably, Vin makes an appearance at, at one or all of, of these shows. Yep. And he's always got a story, and I, 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 getting a little misty when I say this. Every time I hear his voice, yeah, it's like you just need to kind of drink it in, because it is so perfectly LA. Oh yeah, and so wonderfully sweet and perfect that every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm so happy I got to live a full lifetime mm-hmm. of hearing him call baseball games. It, 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 it is a treat that you could never describe to somebody who didn't get to do it. And every time I hear his voice, it makes me feel like that. Can I tell you something? That's why I think all of us, a lot of people who are in the industry or they listen to what we do on a day-to-day basis, it's because of guys like Vin, right? Like they created this for me, and this is the best equivalent of that, Chick Hearn was sure. what Vin is to you, right? And I think for a lot of people, it's either both of them, whatever the case is. Bro, they made the game. Like, I was more interested in listening to Chick Hearn than whoever the hell was actually playing in the game. Chick took the game to another level yeah. for someone like me. Vin, for you, is... It wasn't uh, even the game, Al. Honestly, it, 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 I mean, the games were great, and he was great at calling him. It felt like you knew this guy. Mm. It felt like you had a relation. I've never met Vin Scully in my entire life. Never met him. Never spoken to him. And I feel like he's an old, old he's friend. guy. Yeah. And and they're just not too many guys like that. So two games, 23, eh, whatever. Go call the – you know he's on the catch, right? Into the corner, Clark, caught! My, that's Vin Scully. Yeah, Montana rolling. That, that's sure. Him. Golf why Masters. Not? Yeah, why not? World Series, Super Bowls. Eh, no, no big deal. You know they offered him Monday Night Football and he turned it down? There's well, another not? one. <laughs> why not? Go do it. Hollywood Bowl opening uh, their 100th season tonight. Wow. Gwen Stefani will be at the bowl tonight. I know that's one of your spots. 100 seasons. I got a cousin of mine. I got to coordinate this, but they do a reggae festival there every single year, and we'll get uh, we'll get back out there. I got to find the date of it, but 
Nothing better than summer night, Hollywood Bowl. You want to bring your booze? Bring them. You want to exactly. You don't want to bring them and just go enjoy and kind of take in one of the best outdoor uh, concert venues in the country. It's as good as it gets. Hundred years. I've never done this. I've been to the bowl, obviously, but I've never like you know it's something you'll go in there and the people that are super fancy. They got like the white oh, yeah. table, the candelabras. Well, they and got all little the- uh, kind of like you call them. They're season tickets. Yeah, box seats. The yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I would love to go super fancy at one of those just 100%. just to try it, Bro, just to 100%. kind of get dressed up and the candlelight on the table. I think that would be incredibly fun. Get a bottle of wine. Do I mean there's a there's a, there's a couple different ways you could do the Hollywood Bowl. So the Dodgers gave away Justin Turner's jersey. Uh, they, you know, they get the giveaway. Yep. Uh, the, the, the little station, not the station, uh, the team giveaways. Yep. Did you see it? It had the pine star, pine tar streak on the back. Oh no, I didn't see it's it. It's perfect. It, it's a really cool little promotional item. That that's the thing that you hope for as a player or as anybody else, right? You have a signature thing, kind of a defining that's entirely yours. Yeah. And it it just happened organically, right? It wasn't that he said, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go stick some pine tar on my back. It's just he takes batting practice swings. That's where the that's bat lands. It. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. That's how that's supposed you to go. You know what's funny? I don't know how you were. As a kid, when they when they had those giveaways, did you think of the giveaways as it's the greatest thing in the world? Because I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you this. If I go to my mom's house tomorrow, I still think there's – some 1994 Wally Joyner sure. Padre towel that's sitting there. I bet there is. I'm not kidding. So there are two giveaways that as a kid, I, they, I tell my mom and dad, okay, we go, here's the day. You get the calendar. Yeah. You go to the gas station. They give you the little foldable I think, Bro, they still and I think it's still like that today. Ones, kids are right? going to these games. What was it? They gave the bobblehead Julio a couple nights ago. Bob, bobbleheads are the, like King next Kong level. now. Yeah, they're, they're next told, level. There were two when I was a kid that were must-have games. Batting glove night, mm. you would get the – cheapest crappiest plastic batting glove that had this piece of elastic around the way it didn't there's not a there's, awesome. there's not a person on earth whose hand awesome. was this size okay and you would get it and it would tear within eight seconds of you putting it on your hand mm-hmm. batting gotta go to batting glove because now i'm like steve garvey got bad i got dodger batting gloves i'm steve garvey what do you mean i'm not steve garvey of course i am look that was, and then the other one same exact thing for a totally different reason Helmet night at Dodger oh. Stadium, where they'd give you that plastic helmet with the little brown crown on the inside that you could adjust. Now I'm Ron Say. I've got, I've got my batting gloves. I've got my batting helmet, and I am officially a member of the Dodgers. Those were the two. That towel, which, like you just described, they're cheap. These are not things. Let's just say they're not. The quality is not. Uh, You're not getting it at Nordstrom. Not Ralph Lauren. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, but at the same time, I swear that towel. My mom's out. It's been there for thirty years. <laughs> We have a Dodger Viva Los Dodgers towel that I I think we had it since I was six. We still use it. It still shows up in the in in the mix on a reasonably regular basis. You know what it's time to do, Alan? Super cross sock. ESPN AM seven ten Los Angeles. KRDC AM eleven ten Pasadena Los Angeles. K two five six CX ninety nine point one FM Pasadena Los Angeles. It's the greatest segment in L.A. sports radio history. Radio history. Oh, my God. When the shows come together for magic on the radio. It will only grow stronger. Super Crosstalk. Are we ready for Mason and Ireland to join Travis and Slee? Super Crosstalk begin. It's time for Super Crosstalk. All right, so John is here. Momo is working remotely, which we'll get to in one second. Andy Kamenetsky AK is that. here as well. How you been, AK? I haven't seen good, you in a minute. Good, good, man. How are you? I am wonderful. Ramona, why are you not in studio? Yeah. Why, why, why are you not in here with the uh, four of us? <laughs> this is a very, this is a very interesting question. No, Nevin basically was like, you know... I think you're about to pop and i don't want you driving downtown and being that far from home today and i was like all right <laughs> so we're Seems that like close a reasonable that, idea that you're you're that close she, she that actually texted me she goes hey are you okay if i do the show from home and i'm like you're due in an hour <laughs> I, first of all ramona i go like, i agree fine. with nevin i, I agree with nevin i'm impressed you're either trying this I mean, Ramona, you've been pregnant for about 17 months, according to my math. Like, I'm not joking. Like, it felt like you told me about this, 
like in 2020 or like 2021. So well, there if were you two kids, there are two kids. Yeah. You know, now, right? now, but Momo, did Daniel, who is the one who's already here, Daniel is Momo's son, yeah. who's three. Did Daniel arrive early or late? Real late. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you, but the second one always thing, shows right? up. So, so the genetics are strong, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The children all arriving late. And do you have any sense? Um, of when the, uh, baby number oh, yeah. two is coming? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, he's, he's got a clock on him. I mean, here's the thing. It's like a hard out, right? I mean, like in the true position. I mean, it's – so basically the clock is on. There's a sort of like baby watch quality to this because I have to do another C-section, but if – he comes early. They'll let me try. And when so, is this? When is the clock so, run out? When is it? So when, is, when is the C-section next scheduled? Next Wednesday, June eighth at noon. So, like, if I can get him to, to like come like early, four days from now. Yeah. Are you like gonna I'm try? Very impressed you're doing this show today. So, I'm just gonna throw that out there, <laughs> Ramon. I'm sure very everybody impressive. has offered you a million pieces of oh, devices yeah. on all this. Send so, me your tips. So I've heard pineapple juice. Okay, pineapple juice. I'll okay, try that. I've heard that that is will induce labor later on in pregnancy, and then the okay. other one is. How you got in this predicament in the first yeah, place? Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, but I think that I think that doesn't the book close on that somewhat? Like after about month seven, I can't remember. I, 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 I so our first was a little bit overcooked, right? It right. was we were about a yeah. week past his expected due date, and Susan went to the doctor, and he said the same way the reason you're in here might get him out. Really? So yes. it, it was a doctor's order yes. you were following? It wasn't an it order. Yeah. It was a suggestion. It, did it work? She, she wasn't nearly as interested. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she was not feeling that suggestion. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll obviously yeah, I'm we'll... Gonna, so the other thing I'm going to try, okay? Like, literally, if you have any ideas, send them to me. You can tweet at me. So, like, this week, like, I went to acupuncture yesterday. That's why I couldn't I've do your show that yesterday. Too. That's good. And um, I told her, I was like, you know, there's all these spots on, like, your foot and your ankle and, hmm. like... I was like, just go for it. Just go for all, all the spots. spots. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, and then she's like, do you want the electro stem on it too? I'm like, yeah, turn oh, it up I, a notch. I, I, I think if I, when I go to do acupuncture, if they don't give me the electricity, I feel like I got a bad deal. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of bad deals, before I know Trevor, you're trying yeah. to get some here, but I got to, before I forget, the, your poor dog, Murphy. Is that the worst? Okay, so for people who didn't hear this story, Travis's dog got his paw caught in a fence, got yes. it all bloodied oh, up. No. They took it, and this is a long time ago. This, this was so when I was a kid. When you were a kid. Yeah. So uh, uh, Travis's dad takes the dog to the vet, and the vet somehow cuts off the wrong paw. <laughs> so the like, dog, yeah. the dog chased a raccoon in our backyard. The raccoon went under the fence. The dog tried to swipe at it. Got the the nail caught in the uh, the oh. fence. And when he tried to pull his foot out, it the nail oh. kind of got torn, and it was it was a mess. So take the dog so we're to the talking vet. Twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. Thirty. Okay. Thirty. Yeah. It, no, closer to forty. Okay. Was this okay. Of, uh, Lindor. I think I think this all probably goes <laughs> back. It all to goes that. back to Lindor closing yeah. his finger in the door. So.